Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio, Safe Recovery. I'm Monica, and I'm your host. Tonight is October 4th, 2011. That was Monica Richardson singing Don't Be Afraid, which will be on her, my new record if I ever release it. Um, (laughs) Hopefully this year I will. Uh, Tonight we have a co-host, guest host with me, and I'm going to bring him on. He's known as Gunther2000, had his own radio show a while back, you know him from the Stinkin' Thinkin' blog. Let's bring him on. Hi there. Hi, Monica. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Gunther? Pretty good. Uh, there's nobody here yet. I'm looking at the chat, and nobody's showing up. Well, there's a guest, oh, and Smith Anderson just popped in. I put Popping a quick... in right now. I put a quick little alert on the why I left thread, but it didn't get up on the front page today, but that's okay. We'll just, there's some more people. Look at that, a whole bunch. There's three more just came in. Welcome to the chat room, bloggers. Um, And what's nice to know is that even if you don't have a lot of people listening live or in the chat, um, like last week, I think, with Hank for two weeks in a row, there were like 60 people that listened to the archive listened already. From 65 yep. listened, so that's good. So tonight we're going to talk about Gunther rewrote Chapter 5, and those of you who don't know what that is, most people knows what that is, is something that is read out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous at every meeting, at least in Southern California, or where we know, and I saw this and I thought, you know, I've been reading some new literature, which I'm going to get to here tonight. Uh, Some of the literature is kind of come from Hank Hayes' new book. And I just got to make some room here for I can read this. So it says, um, You've Been Lied To. Let me see. I just got to move it over so I can see the whole title. You've been lied to the untold truth about mainstream alcohol and addiction treatment programs and the secrets on how to eliminate the problem for good. So that's a new book uh, just out. And then there's another book, Coming to Harm Reduction, Kicking and Screaming by Dee Dee Stout, also really helpful. Rational Steps to Quitting Alcohol by Albert Ellis and Emmett Velton that um, Gunther right here told me about. So... Why Sounds like you've been busy with a lot of reading. Oh, well, you know, I'm waiting for Hank's book. He's going to send me 
a copy, but I did get a PDF, and so I've been reading that. But yeah, I have been. I've been. I don't know how many I'm in Stanton Peels. You know how to addiction proof your child. That's another great book. You're going to eventually write a book, Gunther, on your life story. <laughs> I I don't know that I could do it or that anybody would be interested, but maybe maybe a couple people will listen to me tonight. Yeah. And, uh, this will be my 15 minutes of fame right here, huh? All right. You want to let it rip? You want me to read that? Uh, you want me to read my? It's a parody, actually, on the um, chapter five, the beginning of chapter five. Right. Okay. So here we go, folks. This is a parody on chapter five that Gunther wrote and posted on the Stinkin' Thinkin' blog. All right. Here we go. Rarely have they seen a person who has thoroughly followed their path. Those who do recovery. Those who do recover are usually people who have recognized AA as a dangerous religious cult and will not give themselves completely to AA's fanatical program. The AA cult is constituted primarily of men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with anyone, including themselves. Some of them are not at fault. They were screwed the second they set foot into the church basement door. It was systematically indoctrinated into believing that alcoholics are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands any type of honesty. <laughs> they should still be held accountable for their behavior that has ruined so many lives. Whoa. Many AA members... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> many AA members suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, the program requires that they believe alcoholics can never recover. Mm. Most of the people who quit drinking without AA have recovered in large part due to their self-determination and ability to act rationally. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. Wow, you know, that I, I, I'm really just reading it for the first time in this way. The program requires that they believe alcoholics can never recover. It's <laughs> yeah, that's one of the worst parts of Alcoholics Anonymous. You you stay sick forever. I, I I agree with you. I really I agree with you. Okay. On to more. On to more. Yeah. If Good. you have decided you want to leave Alcoholics Anonymous and are willing to go to any lengths to do it. <laughs> that you are ready to take certain steps. <laughs> At some of these, we were delighted. We were sure we had found a more sound and reasonable way. With all of the earnestness at our command, we encourage you to be resolute and confident from the very start. <laughs> some of us have tried to hold on to our old AA ideas, and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember that we deal with Alcoholics Anonymous, cunning, baffling, dishonest. Continuing the mental masturbation was too much for us. There is only one person who has the power to overcome your alcohol problem. That person is you. May you trust and believe in yourself now. Delusions and superstitious nonsense availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We learn to protect and care for ourselves with complete self-acceptance. 
Mm. Here are the steps we took, which are encouraged as a course of action to escape the AA mind trap. <laughs> Ready for this, folks? This is the 12 steps to escape AA. <laughs> Step one. We decided we were not powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become dominated by AA. Mm-hmm. Step two came to understand that we were never as morally reprehensible as some AA members had led us to believe. Mm-hmm. Step three, made a decision to turn and walk away from Alcoholics Anonymous forever. Step four, made a scorching and fearless indictment against AA as an organization. Mm-hmm. Step five, admitted to ourselves and another human being that we had been ambushed into joining a religious cult. Wow. Step six, we're entirely ready to relieve ourselves of the self-defeating bullshit we were taught at AA. <laughs> oh, I like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Step seven, familiarized ourselves with cult indoctrination tactics in order that we may never fall into a similar trap again. Step eight, made a list of all AA members who had harmed us and became willing to confront them all. <laughs> oh, a lot of people need this. These are current members need this. For all the people who have ripped them off and molested them. and Oh, my God, Dunker, this is great. You're going to make a YouTube video for me and put it up with you <laughs> talking right straight to, to the camera. All right, mm. step nine. Called such people on their bullshit whenever possible, except when to do so would significantly injure them or others. <laughs> Step 10. Continued to indict Alcoholics Anonymous, and when we were wronged, promptly expressed our, dip, expressed our disapproval of it. Mm. Step 11. Sought scientific empirical evidence that could help us to defeat addiction, focusing on ourselves as the power to carry that out. And last but not least, step 12. Having been awakened from the AA nightmare, as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other victims of AA so that everyone might know the truth about the Alcoholics Anonymous cult. You are not alone. Many of us have been misled by the religion that claims not to be a religion. Some of us suffered for years oblivious to the fact that AA offers no reliable or even sincere method to help alcohol-troubled people to recover from addiction. When we felt hopeless, they used it against us. They told us we were powerless. They did it to break us down. They did it to make us unsure of ourselves. And they did it to recruit new members for their religious cult. We're here to expose AA for what it really is. If you've tried AA over and over again, and you're not getting the results you were promised, maybe it's time you tried something else. Think about it. Wow. And that's it. That's my parody on the Chapter 5. Really powerful, don't you? long and hard on that. Yeah. When did you write this? I wrote it a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually based on 
on the chapter five, so I'm probably going to get sued for writing it. But oh, they no. won't get much out of me. No, they they won't sue you. So here's here's what I went through a phase where I I, I didn't know yet. I didn't know you yet, or thinking thinking, and I I felt like the steps needed to be rewritten too, right? And mm-hmm. I was working on more of a support group for artists and stuff about money issues and being an artist and making a living that way. So this is what I did to it. There's the spiritual approach, and then there was a non-secular approach, right? Mm-hmm. And I began to – this is what I thought that, you know, that it, the way that they had it was – well, anyway, I'll just read it. Admit that I have a problem. Ask for help and get it. Be empowered by a decision of something bigger than ourselves, whether it be God or Buddha, Muhammad, your concept of God is Native Americans, Hawaiians, please practice your beliefs for your support. Take care of myself. Look at patterns and behavior. Write a written analysis. Look at my assets and my weaknesses. Focus on the good and build on that. Discuss things that make us feel bad about ourselves with a professional. Make things right where we hurt others. Paid monies back that we owed. Work on meditation, prayer, and affirmation to develop our spiritual practice. Seek balance. Develop hobbies. Work on character building. Seek professional counseling when problems with mental health rises. Seek support through online communities. Change behavior. Eat and exercise. And a healthy eat, eat, whatever that is. I mean, I guess I said exercise and eat healthy. And then there was a version for non-secular, which is just admit that I have a problem, ask for help, let others help, look at our assets and our weaknesses, build on our strengths, talk things over with a trusted friend or a therapist, make things right. You know, I kind of, now that I look at it now, I'm reading it to you and I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know if I like it. But what I did see that this is before I even knew that there were all these other programs out there. I didn't even know that SMART existed. This is the thing that we want to change right now. Doesn't AA have a thing called attraction <coughs> rather than promotion, right? Yes, they do, and they like many of the other things in AA, they violate their own uh, traditions constantly. Right, right. So there's like, um, of course, now I can't find it, but um, there was a there was a piece on stinking thinking that had been posted about uh, like Marty Mann and um, wait, maybe I can find it. So what so Marty kind of, Mann, after after she, after she lobbied Congress, she actually went out and got drunk. Oh, did she really? Yes, she did. In, in the early to mid '60s, she actually went out and got drunk. It was uh, AA's first lady relapsing after she'd done all that work, and people rarely talk about this. Wow. Okay. So listen to this. Alcoholics Anonymous and other organizations combating alcoholism <laughs> are gaining ground bringing to the public a sense of the true nature of the problem through such spokesmen as the director of the National Committee for Education on Alcoholism, <laughs> Mrs. Marty Mann. Alcoholism has too long been a taboo subject, <laughs> just as tuberculosis used to be 40 years ago. We're trying to teach people the truth, that alcoholism <coughs> is, and that because it is a disease, it should have no stigma attached to it. Alcoholics should be dealt with like other sick persons, in hospitals and clinics, not in jails. 
I'm going to stop it, but why do they all talk like this? Why do these people sound? This must be from the 50s. Um, <laughs> but it's so ridiculous yeah, that they like, should do a parody on Saturday Night Live. It's like, golly, golly, Superman. What are we going to do about these alcoholics? That's right. And there's like a whole we'll room for guys. to deal with them. Alcoholism, America's fourth greatest public health problem, can be solved by community action. The National Committee stands ready to help your community plan such action. <laughs> Science has not yet fully explained the inner mechanisms of the problem drinker. But today it has been demonstrated through experience that the sympathy and understanding of one alcoholic can help reclaim another. And that in such brotherhood lies many an alcoholic's last, best hope. Now the two guys walk in. There's a guy laying in bed. You think you're through? Well, you're not. You may not be able to help yourself. There are plenty of us to help you. If you really wanted to. <laughs> and now the picture of the big book comes into the screen. This is a commercial. This is a commercial from the 50s. So you notice that last line. Where did you find that? Um, I don't know. Somebody on Thinking Thinking, uh, Ilse found it and posted it. <laughs> wow, that's nice. But in the end, they say, you may not be able to help yourself, but we can. So how, you know, disempowering, you know, is that? We have some. Her voice is scary. I know. Her voice is so scary. It's like, oh, boy. Um, now, is that really, really her? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, what? Was that really her, or was it an actor? No, I believe that's her, playing herself. I mean, the, the other people in the room were probably, uh, you know, actors, but uh, I believe well, they not have recorded her, They could have recorded her ten years later when she was drunk in a stupor. <laughs> that well, would have been good. Yeah, it would have been interesting. Uh, but, you know, they kind of keep the bad stuff quiet. Then they like to promote, you know, like we saw happen in the L.A. Times last year. But this is great. Let's get back to this piece that you've written because it was very, very, very powerful. And I'm glad that Ilse um, posted it up there for you. But I do think that, if you don't mind, maybe I'll put it up on, um, I have a blog, Safe Recovery. Uh, oh, have it and do whatever yeah, you want with it. I'm not out to make any money off of it. I wrote that when I was really pissed off. Mm -hmm. And I really do believe in it. It it may seem silly, but I really believe that this organization needs to be brought down to its knees. Um, It's caused an enormous amount of harm in people's lives. AA is basically an unsolicited religious indoctrination. It's, It's cloaked so that you don't see what you're getting in into at first and uh you know i've I've read stuff by people like sober pj and some of these people who are much smarter than myself um they seem to have get it gotten it much earlier or much easier um than i did it took me a long time and and a lot of pain praying to sky daddy (laughs) you know for sky daddy to take away my my problems, and uh, in the end, it wasn't the answer to my problems. 
I think that um, I did too. I think I'm pretty embarrassed about how long I prayed in that way, and and then I saw that it didn't work, and so I, I sought other help and read other books. I want we're going to take in calls eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven eight one eight four seven five ninety two eleven. I'm going to thank Gunther. Uh, he's here with me tonight as my co-host as we're talking about literature and what I thought we could do too. Um, Okay, so this is from uh, Hank Hayes' new book. His website is On Track and Beyond, and uh, he wrote uh, this piece here. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Uh, I believe too many vulnerable and needy members fall right into the seductive arms of AA and have all their needs met way too quickly. Their needs are deceptively met in an unhealthy manner which does not breed equilibrium in the growth of one's life thus making it super hard to see beyond the rooms. AA and the formal program do not provide a balanced curriculum for a well-rounded growing experience. How can it if all it focuses on is putting down the bottle and nothing beyond that? With things such as indoctrination bordering on brainwashing, misinformation and deceit, deep immersion, 90 meetings in 90 days, (laughs) ego destruction through self-criticism and confession sessions, thought-stopping cliches and slogans, guilt induction, wallowing in guilt, shame and self-contempt, stuff your feelings, pretending to get positive results, fake it until you make it, in parentheses, confessions of powerlessness, insanity, sinfulness, selfishness, resentments, and many other things, even driving people to, to, to suicide. Uh, I was just watching uh, a couple of videos because I, it was stuff going on in Wall Street, and from there I got to some Illuminati things, and from that they talked about the Secret Bones Society. It's a skull and crossbones. Is that the name of it in Harvard or Yale? Do you know, is that the name of it, somebody out there? I think it is Skull and Crossbones. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, so it was the big deal when Bush and uh, Bush and um, Kerry were going up against each other for president. And hi, Hank, I see you just logged in. I don't know if you just began to listen, but um, I just read from your book. Wow, what a really powerful uh, little piece there. Anyway, so they were talking about the Skull and Crossbones. Um, what you had to do. And uh, so one of the things I thought, God, this sounds like like AA shit, like really, really deep, that they had to stand in front of, I want to get this right, but I'm probably not going to, but um, in front of the whole group, and you have to, like, give your account of all your sexual transgressions so they all know your secrets. Doesn't that sound like something else? I mean, well, I don't know that that sounds exactly like AA, but um, I did I did connect with some of the stuff you were reading that Hank wrote. I think what AA does to us is AA speaks to us. You know, when you're when you're new in the halls, and the message over and over again is you're not worthy, and you're a morally reprehensible person. Mhm. Um, mhm. And that's that's. 
beyond we promise you that if you pray to God a certain way, you'll get better. That's the gist of AA. You're morally reprehensible. There, There is no other type of inventory. Um, it's a moral inventory. Yeah. So the focus is completely on on the bad part of you, and they really amplify that. Right, right. Okay. Now, you can, yeah, they actually I mean, rewrite it's, your it's, history. It's, it's, I mean, for me, like I know that Narcotics Anonymous has its problems, uh, and it does. But um, I had a story recently sent to me through email that's pretty bad again. Um, just, you know, a horrible story of uh, financial scamming and, uh, anyway, um, but they wrote their book in the 80s, and they actually told, uh, they mandated uh, from the top down, from their main office in Los Angeles, that there should be no praying anymore, because it was really against, you know, it really turned people off, and they began to really grow at a time when AA was not growing, and then they most recently have written another text addressing uh, lots of other things, because they know they can't retain old-timers because people aren't growing, and they're not dealing straight head-on with sex offenders, with the court sending, you know, uh, with sexual predation, financial scamming, and all that stuff. But I want to go to another piece of literature that is from Hank's book, because we were going to talk about this literature, and I want to thank Hank for writing this. So save me the time. I won't have to write it when I write my little thin... Skull and, Skull and Bones, that's right, thank you, Kevin, is the club that George W. Bush claimed to be a member of. Um, so, uh, But that whole ritual that you see in meetings that people like to, uh, um, you know, just my story is worse than yours, and like they just like, you know, stand in front of like, you know, 500 strangers and say the most bizarre shit that this is, you know, going to heal you. And I don't necessarily think this is going to heal you, but um, in Hank's book, he talks about the preamble. I want to see somebody's calling in, so let's see who's calling in. Hi there, caller. Oh, hi. Hi. I thought I was just in the queue. I, I, uh, oh, you my want name to is... I can, I, I'm I sorry, what would you say? Yeah, you want to just listen? I'm sorry. What's your name? No, my name is Slahuddin from New York City. All right. I would like to make a comment. Um... Yes. Yeah, because uh, I, I really appreciate your show, Thank and you. I guess uh, those of us, those are disaffected former AAers or twelve steppers, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, an opportunity to vent and you know, recover from recovery, so to speak. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need a meeting, no, right? The next for meeting. I just want to share, you know, because because it's like um, I remember years ago, and, I, and like you said, I mean, when I found out that virtually everything they were telling me was a lie and that, you know, that wasn't the only, uh, you know, the only thing on the block, so to speak, you know, in terms of recovery and that most people were actually getting sober on their own. But one of the things that really irked me, and every now and then I just go back just to observe to a meeting and what they claim to be recovery, most of the time it's just a lot of people sitting around talking about how much they love the fellowship. And I never understood how that was, how they could translate that into actually, you know, addressing life's issues by simply saying how much they love the fellowship and how much good it did for them. Then you then it begs the question: Okay, 
how exactly did it help you? Well, I just love the fellowship. As though this like magical thinking, as though something magical happens when you go to a meeting. Yeah. And I don't know, has that been your experience, would you say? It's it's definitely been my experience. AA is all about AA. Hmm. And in AA, when they talk about helping others, they t- they're talking strictly about spreading, carrying the message of AA. Hmm. That's it. It's just... It's all about AA, and if it's not all about AA, then you're not working the program the way it's laid out. Well, one of the things that I did for about the last 20 years that I went um, was every time somebody did that, I raised my hand and said, that's not true for me at all. I wouldn't be here sober if I didn't do the other work, and in the end... The women knew that if someone came in and started talking like that, a couple of them would just look at me and they go, here goes Monica. (laughs) Um, Because I did so much intensive therapy uh, that changed me for the better, where I could really see, really at like four years, you know, that was enough. I was just watching on Hank's uh, website. He was talking about, he's got like an eight-minute piece about, you know, after a couple of years or three or four years, you know, you really get on with your life. But, um, there, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, AA praising. I even went to a serious general service, like, workshop thing, and uh, it was a conference. People got up at the mic to just go, thank you so much for my – like, they were thanking these people from New York who are getting paid three or $400,000 a year to do what? I mean, it, it was really strange, but yeah, I mean, I, oh, I, I'm really glad I'm gone. And sometimes I get really sad and mad that I wasted so many years there. But at least I saw the light. You know, I'm not 70, and I'm not <laughs> dead, right? <laughs> and, and also, both for both of you, I'm sure you've had the same experience, whereby you know somebody, you know, you have this hierarchy of of clean time and they'll say there are no big eyes and little U's and if you woke up earlier than me this morning uh then you've got more clean time than I do which is of course is a lie they still you know it's 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 really rather uh uh disingenuous for them to make that statement when the whole whole structure of the fellowship is based on you know how much clean supposedly how much clean time you have but it always, it, it never made sense to me what they would claim success. That if you're, you know, you're maybe a person of advanced age, or perhaps not, and the individual may have been around for 20, 25 years, yet they're still making meetings, you know, five, six, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, to me, that doesn't constitute a success. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you haven't done anything other than just making meetings all your life. And, uh, you know, to me, that's rather, it's like avoiding life than actually, you know, it's supposed to be a bridge back to life. That's what they said. I've been around, you know, for, you know, well, well over 15 years, and I haven't, you know, drank or drugged. Right, but, right. Uh, but, again, when I go back, and I've seen some of the people who knew me when I first came around, and uh, their their attitude is that they're so resentful, I guess, in denial you must be a dry drunk if you're not if you're not involved in some twelve step program their attitude mm-hmm. is that you must be a dry drunk you cannot be happy if you if you say that you if you've been abstinent but yet you're not involved in the twelve step program either that, that or you, either that yeah, I'm or sorry, go ahead. just a matter of time just a matter of time <laughs> before you will drink again 
You've heard they're that waiting one, for right? that. Uh, yo, yeah, they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, and if you complain about anything at all, if you have any legit, there's no such thing as legitimate uh-huh. anger. You have a resentment, you know, which you must get rid of. And also, if you don't, and also <laughs> if you're sad, then you're in self pity. I mean, no, that's right. You know, that's, my husband, <laughs> my husband had a situation where that where. That's what, you know, they go right for these clichés and that, like, everything is about, like, their vocabulary is about 25 words. You know, this <laughs> right. is that, and this is that, and, you know, and, like, no, it's not, you know. And, I mean, I the do parents. think that if you say... <laughs> happy, joyous, and free. Quack! <laughs> <laughs> um, what you were saying that these, when you go and see after you know you've been away and you you, you said you, you drop into a meeting, I think that um, I, I ran into some people because one of my old friends had an art opening. You know what I'm saying? And um, I went and I knew I would see some of the ladies, and some of the ladies I really liked and loved and missed, and they were very loving. Um, but I think the more uh, confident we all get when you see somebody and you start talking about. Like Amy Lee Coy, she's going to have a thing called a loom room, and Hank Hayes is going to have his, you know, it's going to be more than a book. As these things get out, and trust me, they're getting out, because even though these, I want to say these fuckers, these people that are in media who will not talk about, you know, really promote this stuff, uh, eventually all of them or somebody is going to know somebody who's going to have a kid who's not going to like AA and NA, and it's not going to go, and it's not going to work, and then they're not going to go, then their little shell is going to crack open, and they're going to find out that there's a thing called smart recovery, or the five master keys, or Amy Lee's way, or, you know, the uh, Stanton Peel's books, or harm reduction with Kenny Anderson. Where's my list? I want to go, you know, it's really important, smart recovery, rational recovery, SOS, you know, women for sobriety, the orange papers, um, Jack and Lois Trimpey, that there are other ways, and that when I found out that they were around for 25 years, I was hmm. like, oh, my God, like, that's kind of sad, Monica. So uh, I just want to encourage Gunther and you, uh, is your name Slaw? Is that what you said? Yeah, you can call me Sal. 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 And anyone out there, you know, I see Sue in the room and Ken Anderson, Hank, and, and uh, Kevin, that when you see people to say, you know what, there's lots of other ways, guys. Like, I feel so strongly that I made a postcard, <laughs> a beautiful card, you know, a little postcard size that says, is A not working for you? Ready for empowered abstinence? You are not alone. Many alternatives are available today. I mean, I should really do a commercial and put it on YouTube. And then on the back, it has all the choices, and I probably need to add some more. But I need to go in there and say, you know what? You ain't the. And I did this in the end of my meeting. I went in and I said, the, you and we are not the only house on the block anymore. And they fucking heard me. They heard me because I was no bullshit. And I think it's going to take not just me, but everybody else who's not afraid to speak up. When they run into people, let it rip. Just tell the truth. You know, when I was a kid, my mother always told me, if anybody comes up to you and they're a moony, you run (laughs) like hell from them. (laughs) Now, there's something to be said 
for promoting alternatives, and I believe that should be done. It's very important. But I think, really, the back of this organization needs to be broken by enough people saying to enough people, hey, look, this is a cult, because that's what it is. It's a cult. Yeah, yeah. We have another and, caller. And, and when when it's universally recognized as a cult, you know, it, it would be like somebody saying, "Hey, you have an alcohol problem? Why don't you go see the Moonies?" Mm-hmm. And when people recognize it that way, that's the only way these other organizations are going to show any type of growth. That's that's how I see it. I may be wrong. No, but you know, I do think that on you know one aspect, I do think that Alcoholics Anonymous must and uh, has to be accountable. In New York, in a meeting place, uh, anything where anything is held, uh, where somebody has liability insurance, um, churches, they are accountable if somebody gets, uh, you know, murdered, sexually harassed, or ripped off, that those those days are coming. But that's why in, let me see if I can bring it up here, um, in my petition where, you know, you're going to start to let at every level, even in our government, that we are going to, the petition was to stop unwanted mandating of citizens to faith-based Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, offer people alternatives to these 12-step meetings, encourage empowerment to our citizens, not a powerless, faith-healing, antiquated institution, which is going to go to Jerry Brown when I'm done. And after I'm done getting it to Governor Jerry Brown, whether or not I ever get to meet him, it's going to get to his desk, we're then going to go to every judge in California. And I want to just put it out there as a call to action that anybody who's listening or knows anybody, if you eventually want to do this in your state, it's very easy uh, with signon.org. Moveon.org is, you know, fabulous, and they have It's very easy, and you can just contact me at makeaasafer at gmail.com or through the radio blog here. Um, Sal, I want to thank you for calling in. I want to take My another pleasure. caller. I'm going to put you back on hold. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Okay. So let's see who we have here. Hi, caller. Hello, you're live. Are you talking to me? Yes, I'm talking. Is, is this Carolyn? It is. I thought I was just listening. I didn't know oh, that I was okay. on you want to just Do you want to <laughs> say something? Uh, or should I put you back on hold? Well, no, I can say one thing, and that Great. is um, you. Uh, I briefly heard about uh, so many things going wrong and it being a cult and everything, and what came to my mind was if this was a product and so many people were being injured and um, hurt by a product, there would be a national and a worldwide recall for that product and compensation for the people that have been injured. Mm-hmm. Now, especially, I'm just wondering, pardon me? Especially if that product was supposedly medical in nature. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. So that that came to my mind. Um, there are so many people, just because AA does not acknowledge that this problem exists and that there are so many people out there that have had um, many bad experiences uh, from 13 steps to um, financially um, being ruined to murder to, you know, on and on and on and on. and they're not just because they don't recognize it and acknowledge it doesn't mean that it's not happening and it doesn't mean that they cannot be held accountable. 
Right. And I'm mm-hmm. very, very, very firm on them being held accountable. So um, <laughs> I will be one of the states, Arizona, to be um, doing one of your petitions here. We've talked about that before. So. Good, good. Uh, anyway. well, we'll talk about it. You want to be, uh, I'll put you back on hold, or you want to stay on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, let me, let me listen. Okay, all right, thanks, Carolyn. Thanks so much for calling in, and we'll talk a little bit later about how you can do one there. Okay, that sounds good, hon. Okay. Um, so here's the next piece that uh, I love out of Hank's new book, and this is the preamble, which I believe needs to be like, just like ripped up and like thrown out and rewritten, and they should start with no one should give any kind of medical advice. This is also a huge liability. Now, this probably could be the like all the suicides, the families of people who killed themselves, who were told by an AA sponsor or someone to not take a psychotropic medication for depression or for any kind of uh, mental illness. Uh, I even believe if they're told to not take an aspirin or pain medication if you've had your hip replaced, anything. So they have no business telling anyone what they should do with that. So, Hank, thank you, excuse me. Um, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. So I just want to interject this because what I see now is that when I got sober, people really, 36 years ago, people said um, that a sponsor or someone just shared how they did it. Okay, now the, the terminology I, I heard, even from young newbies that had two or three years, they were going to guide them. They were guiding them through the book. They were guiding them through the steps. Who, the, who were they? Like, who the fuck are they? Guiding them through what? Okay, so first of all, it said they shared. So that part is not true anymore. There's people telling people how to do it, right? And so what Hank says, I want to break this down for you. So let's take a hard look and start with the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. Let's say you're not sure if you have a drinking problem and you want to test the waters of AA, or you just don't buy the disease concept but you need help. Hank says, at the beginning of a meeting or as meetings progress, sometimes people are called on to read or share. The standard or the uh, what accepted answer for being called on, uh, on or before a share is, hi, I'm Joe and I'm an alcoholic, a drunk, an addict, etc. But if you were to say, hi, my name is Joe and I used to have a drinking problem, forget it. The group usually responds with boos, hisses, and the like. I experienced this personally. Do you know that the words, I am, spoken to oneself, are the most powerful words in personal mental programming and belief development Think about it for a moment. If you think, speak to yourself over and over, I'm a good person. Your subconscious responds to it and makes it so. The same is true if you think and speak, I am a bad person, or I am fat, I'm smart, I'm strong, I'm confused, I'm worthy, I'm doomed, etc. Your subconscious is so much more powerful than you know. I would guess that most people don't even consider their subconscious on even the smallest level, and this is very, very dangerous. Um, the part about I wanted to go here back to the um, preamble and feel free to jump in 
uh, Gunther in this part here because the the only requirement here is the only requirement we did that. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. False. Mm. Here goes. We need a buzzer, right? We need like one of those. <laughs> Yes, the whole preamble is a pack of lies. So we know that half of the $12 million that they get every year comes from the selling of books, the rehabs, treatment centers, and prison. End of story. Okay? So if, in fact, they were right-sized, because have you, I mean, I, I put this on the blog the other day. In the last, like, 20, 25 years, I've not ever seen anybody reach in and buy a book. I mean, when you were going... Gunther, you went for 18 years, right? On and off for 18 years. And you just celebrated how many years? Five years, 11 days ago. Congratulations, yes. And that was. And all of that five years was when I was out of AA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you should write it like a, maybe you could write an essay or something on, on how you did it when you left. Maybe a magazine would publish like a man's point of view after 18 well, years, in and out, but you developed this plan, which you've shared with me personally on the phone, you know, of the combination of all the alternatives, right? Well, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. basically what I did. I read and beca- I became involved in a couple of smart recovery meetings and a little bit of life ring and, and developed a different philosophy, Um I also read Chris, Chris Prentice's book, The Alcoholism and Addiction Cure, and I developed a completely different philosophy about drinking. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then instead of just looking at myself as a moral failure, um, I used something called the Wheel of Life, and I was trying to post the link here, but I can't. The only good one I can find, the only good article I can find on the Wheel of Life is it a... Website called Startup Princess, <laughs> which is for female entrepreneurs who uh, are real go-getters, I guess. But what the Wheel oh. of Life does? Can I go on a little about this? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then I want to go back to uh, we'll we'll get back to the um, the preamble. Well, what the Wheel of Life does? It breaks up your life into different categories and allows you to calculate how out of balance in each category you are and those categories are things like physical environment, business and career, finances, health, family and friends, romance, personal growth, and fun and recreation. Those are all the things that that build up a a healthy life. Mhm. And AA mm-hmm. focuses on none of these. You know, right. when I was well, drinking, it, it, I was Go ahead. Yeah, no, and I also use, this is one thing that kind of irked me in the last couple of years and say, you know, that AA, you know, they learned everything here. You know, how to wear a bra and how to, whatever. And I was just like, you have got to be kidding me. I did not learn how to parent here. You know what I mean? I did not learn how to be a better partner, you know, a better wife. I didn't learn any of this stuff there. No. uh-uh. What, what this allowed me to do, this tool, I, I took each category and I made lists of problems that needed to be solved and goals to set. And it's been five years, and I'm still working on some issues, you know. Um, right. When I get involved with these AA people, they try their best to assure me that because I still have issues that I am somehow a failure. But 
you know, there was a time when I was homeless and um and there was a time where I didn't have a penny in my pocket and you know, I've worked through a lot of my life issues using this tool and it's been really mm-hmm. helpful. So Maybe we'll I'll get the link from you and we I'll put it up. Um I put next... together a personal recovery oh. program based on mm-hmm. my own specific needs and that's that's how I work it. Yeah. I think it's a, a really oh someone else called in. Let's see. Let's take another call. Um, let's see if they want to talk. Hi, caller. Would you like to uh, ask a question or make a statement? Hi. Are you talking to me? This is Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Um, thank you so much for having the show. Um, I just found out about it a little while ago, and I listened into a portion of it. I just wanted to say how important it is. Um, to me, to hear people talking about um, the real problem of of addiction that some of us have fallen into in a variety of different ways, using you know analytical and critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. I was an academic, I was a college professor, and I started drinking too much, uh, much mm-hmm. to my chagrin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried the AA road, and it did not work for me at all. And in fact, I was um, criticized for. Um, asking too many questions, and wow. ultimately, I really did feel like I was in a cult. Wow! And that was not conducive to my uh, figuring out how to get rid of um, my drinking problem, which I ultimately did, you know, with the help of another group, and and my own and my own wherewithal. Mmm, I love, I love to hear. Can I ask how long it's been? Um, it has been well over. Well, it's been over a year. I did have a lapse, um, but I was able to, um, you know, sort of get back with my own program, as it were, um, because I figured out how to deal with the challenges and, you know, the cues and triggers of drinking um, by myself, using my own intellect and my own um, my own passion. Yeah, I really appreciate you calling in, Ashley. I really, someone else was talking about um, people drinking and, and like, uh, you know, they're sober seven, oh, I think it was on the blog, um, seven years, and then they have a glass of wine. And then they come to the meeting, and instead of, like, them being glad that, you know, they used to drink, like, bottles and bottles of wine, and they stopped drinking for seven years, and they had a glass, but the AA members are going to focus on it in a really weird way, like, oh, my God, she had a slip, oh, my God, she drank again, oh, your years are lost, instead. And it's like the person was saying, what, like, you're not drinking bottles and bottles of wine every night, and you hadn't had a drink in seven years, and you had one, and you want to be sober today. Right. And the other thing is that it's not, it doesn't have to be this huge dramatic event where you have Mm -hmm. to, you know, sort of um, fall on the altar of other people's, you know, forgiveness after this, you know, minor slip, you know. A, not everyone has to have a slip, but B, if you do, I mean, isn't the key to just to sort of get over it and move on and think about all of the strengths that led you to not slip for however many years those were? Right. And call upon those resources again. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. One, yeah, go ahead. One bad habit I have is I still count time, and I wear it like a badge. And that's why I was so eager to ask you, because uh, Ashley, because... You sound like you've really got it together. And, oh, thanks. Uh, 
and, and for other people to hear that here is here is somebody who who got a year, you know, that's a big thing. Yeah, it was big. And let me just say that um, I actually stopped counting, which is why I hesitated a little bit, because for me, um, I realized I think I had about 90 days left Thanksgiving, and that was in my sort of in the back or the foreground of my mind. And um, I actually think I ended up having, you know, this one-day lapse because I um, felt like in some ways I, you know, wanted to celebrate what a great job I was doing and not drinking. And, uh, you know, I did that by drinking with an idiot, right? But I, <laughs> but you know I, what? I think I loved about I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm finished. No, 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 go interrupt me, please. Um, that when I went to SMART, you know, and I went to SMART to um, help me, you know, not deprogram, but just I wanted to check it out. I was so curious, you know, from Gunther and other people talking about it on the blog. And uh, that when I got there and that someone said that they, they actually, I watched how they interacted because there were a lot of new people there. And, um, like, she said, well, what did you learn from that? And it was without any judgment and, like, um I was like, oh, my God, this is so refreshing. Yeah, it's not not a huge drama. It's like, okay, so that happened. We can't go back. Let's deal with it and move forward. Right, right. What part of the country are you I am actually originally from the East Coast, and now I'm in North San Diego County, and um, I just started facilitating for SMART, actually. Yay! So that's I'm happy great, to hear you talking great, about that. Great. Um, hopefully, can you email me at makeaasafer at gmail dot com? I probably should change that email. Is you know from when I was trying to make a safer on the inside, but I would love to connect with you further. I'd love to. I'd love to. I didn't get that um, address, but if you could restate that or um, yeah, it's make. No, I'd love to. M a k e a a safer. S A F E R at gmail dot com. Or I think you can send me an email through the radio show here, the Blog Talk Radio. Right. And um, I want to thank out. you. I'm going to take another call. I'm going to put you back on a hold, Ashley. Thank you for calling Terrific. in. Have a good night. Bye bye. All right, you too. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's see who else. We have another caller. Another caller on the line. Hi. Hello. This is Hank. Hey, Hank. How you doing? Hey, Hank. Pretty good, Gonzalez. How are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Congratulations on five years. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. It was a big milestone for me. Yeah. So did you hear the whole beginning, or did you come in late? I probably got in about uh, maybe about a quarter after or so, and then uh, I just ran downstairs to get my phone. My wife's out with her girlfriend tonight, so if I have to run unprofessionally, it's because my daughters are downstairs running amok in the house. Oh, yeah, no, it's okay. I just I read some stuff uh, from your book, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm just reading. Um, I, I I love this stuff on page seventy seven that I read. Kind of went along with Gunther's. Um, well, I'll forward you. Uh, Gunther rewrote chapter five, and then I found this piece in your book that talks about, you know, um, the vulnerable members, and you know, like the, the sort of the list of what happens to people indoctrination, bordering with brainwashing, and that whole list. Mm-hmm. I read it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I was uh, wanted to talk about the preamble, which we already got about halfway through and said, you know, okay, now we know that half of it is not true. Uh, in the beginning where 
you know, it says they share their experience, and a lot of people are not. They're, like, telling people how to do it, you know, and ordering them and, you know, guiding them. Not, they're not just saying how they did it. And then I talked about your your take on the requirement, and then there's no dues or fees. And then the next line is really a big stickler for me now. A is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organization, or institution. And it absolutely is. It's really entrenched in our penal system, in the prisons, in all 95%, I don't know what the percentage is, of the rehabs, and so many organizations that it's a little scary. It, and, it, it um, would be better if it said AA is, organ- AA is affiliated with every sect, denomination, organization, because uh, it, that's pretty much the gist of it. It's it's affiliated with almost every church. Um, it's affiliated with the jails, the courts. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, something something has uh, come to mind when I was listening, and that's what prompted me to run outside and grab my phone. Um, if I may, I'd like to read something written by Mark Twain and kind of tie it in. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, do it. Uh, it, it says, uh, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people will always do that. But the really great make you feel that you can and that you can com- become great also. And, um, you know, I find that it's, you know, I'm going to the uh, Smart Recovery um, Conference here this weekend. And one of yeah you know, one of the things that they're covering is the neurobiology of addictive behavior, and within that neurobiology is how the reward circuitry in the brain works, and how the dopamine delivery system, and neuroplasticity, and you know, neurotransmitters and neuroreceptors work. But you know part of that is if I feel like I'm part of the group and I have an external, locus, an external locus of control as opposed to internal, meaning external means I need somebody else to make me feel good. Internal yeah. means I'm empowered and can do it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really, this whole neurobiology of addictive behavior supports the person who is externally supported. So... I almost, it's almost like they, that type of person who um, who subscribes to that, it fits them better to do and say that, and they feel, um, they feel almost, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking validated. for? Offended. Yeah, oh. validated, but then offended by someone else who has an internal locus of control and who says, no, I'm an empowered man, I'm an empowered woman. So, you yeah, know, one minute that. left. One minute left to the show, guys. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I'm really glad you called in. Uh, we'll do it again. Uh, I think it's, it's really important. I want to thank all the callers. I want to thank Gunther for co-hosting with me tonight, Sal, who called in, Carolyn, Hank was on. Ashley, really, really great to hear Ashley talking. And um, I wish I could be at that conference, Hank. Uh, you can get Hank's book, and uh, you've been lied to on track and beyond. 
is the name of his, You've Been Lied To, The Untold Truth About Mainstream Alcohol and Addiction Treatment Programs and the Secrets on How to Eliminate the Problem for Good. I can't wait to put it in the mail. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening, everybody in the chat room. Uh, and we'll do it again next week. Great job, I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Gunther. I think we'll read that. Uh, we'll read your Chapter Five version again, and I'll post it. Thanks so much. Thanks, Hank. You, you still it. there? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thank I you, am. Hank, and uh, thank yeah. you, Gunther, and thanks everybody for listening. And remember, uh, empowerment, not powerless sobriety, or even in harm reduction world, if you're not ready for abstinence, uh, check out Ken Anderson. Ham's Harm Reduction. He has a show and um, he has a book and uh, Coming to Harm Reduction, Kicking and Screaming, D.D. Stout's book too, if you're not ready to be completely abstinent. Uh, AA is not the only way. Thanks everybody and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Good night.